this is Stuart. And this is the Back Row Super Show. This is a main main show. Um, this episode is A Quiet Place, or... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think in the title, I'm going to write silence, but what people hear is mowers. Yeah. <laughs> so I am um, glad that you gave me a heads up on that, because I've been like... Did I lose you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, as as uh, will be usual, probably now and for the foreseeable future, uh, we are recording separately on Zencaster because of the pandemic. Hope everyone is doing OK. And yeah. Well. Staying, staying healthy and staying, you know, sane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to stay sane, but that just means that we have more Mimi Me's to talk about, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Doing you know? a lot more interesting things. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So um, so this film was one that you brought um, uh, to the, the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and uh, not to sound like a creeper, but what are you wearing? Oh, um, I'm just wearing some like farmhand stuff. Oh, okay. Good old cool, farmhand cool. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you brought this movie to my attention because like I had seen trailers for it. Mm-hmm. um and a while back you mentioned going to see it in theaters which i cannot imagine i did scene. and then i also <laughs> saw it yes i also um saw it at home too so yeah i'm definitely going to talk about the difference between those two experiences okay well yeah this um you know this this movie uh came out in 2018 had a 17 point 17 to 21 million dollar budget there's the figures were fuzzy on that mm-hmm. um smash out box office hit 340.9 million dollars which are yeah. which that's insane mm-hmm. <laughs> um rotten tomatoes gives it a 95 percent, and then cinema score gives it a b plus mm. um so uh i guess in terms of background for this there's not a whole lot because it's a more recent movie um you know is what i have more recent yes 2018 okay so so there's not a whole lot of like these these like grand stories of betrayal and like yeah the special effects weren't ready so we just crammed coffee pots full of gunpowder and you know stuff like that that comes out like 10 15 years later Mm -hmm. um when some of these people are retiring maybe but uh so so basically the background for this is that Krasinski wrote the screenplay with a guy with guys uh, named Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Um, and they originally pitched it to J.J. Abrams as a Cloverfield installment. But mm. everyone involved said that it needed to be its own thing. Yeah. Um, the creature was designed by ILM. Um, they used uh, bog people as an inspiration for the creatures uh the, the bog people are cadavers that have been mummified in peat bogs um i didn't know that if you're wondering yeah. um and yeah they they really hit upon this this idea of using asl um for the majority of the movie yeah which i thought was really really cool yeah and that was kind of um, before like asl was um or um i know that like asl has been popularized in a lot of like movies but i feel like this was where it really like shined yeah this is like the first big use of it i would think in a mainstream like 
successful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but but this is the first one that that me as a mainstream movie going audience member would just kind of go, oh, this movie is it's subtitled as if it's a foreign language, but it's it's using ASL mm-hmm. instead. Um, but uh, but yeah, critics loved it. Um, Peter Travers on RollingStone.com gave it three and a half out of four stars, and then Stephen King gave it two check marks which I don't know what that system is, but yeah, yeah. I'm not really familiar <laughs> with that system either. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's the backstory. Yeah. Uh, Krasinski's wife plays his, his wife in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of a lot of the, the good chemistry, I think that we see in the movie between their two characters, a lot of that comes from them being in a relationship in real life. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. And so they're able to like put that on screen and everything. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, as an actor, so, so you've done acting before. Um, I have. I have. I would, I would imagine that. Oh yeah. No, I, I heard I, I was, I lost I my know. words. Okay. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure if like <laughs> you didn't hear me. So I was like, maybe I should say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, the, the wonders of recording over IP. Uh, but the, um, I, I can't imagine how difficult it would be to act with someone when you're not allowed to speak. Yeah. I mean, this whole movie is, um, I would say it's one of a a handful of like good experiences sort of movies. Um, yeah. The actors that they have, like, so there's children actors in this movie. Um, they're two kids, and I think that they're fantastic. Oh, they, they do a fantastic job. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a movie that young, regardless of any any special constraints. Like, oh, by the way, you can't talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah like the 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 kids in this do a really really good job yeah i think that the acting is um top notch yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah the uh mainly the 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 movie not not to be a spoiler or anything because i mean this movie is fairly recent um but i mean we're going to probably spoil it spoiler wall is up we're going to spoil it yeah um Um, though before we get into that did you know that they're uh doing a uh sequel to this movie i did Mm -hmm. are do you know i i haven't seen any details as to whether or not they're releasing it to streaming early because i think it was supposed to come out like at the end of march Oh, um, I'm so not a lot of theaters. Sure. Yeah, a, a lot of theaters actually have been releasing things like Harley Quinn uh, or Birds of Prey came out mm-hmm. um, to VOD. Like I, I went ahead and bought it because I liked the Suicide Squad movie, and I can't wait to see this one. Um, oh, you but, haven't watched it yet? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Um, oh. but, yeah, I mean, that was a checklist. A movie that i wanted to uh watch myself but i never kind of got around to it yeah it's supposed to be really good but um but yeah like bloodshot is another one that that they've released so you can buy it and <laughs> it's a hundred percent because of this pandemic and people aren't going to movies anymore so it's like of course well, we'll I mean, just put it on be, streaming and sell it for 20 bucks you gotta be safe and everything like you don't want to be in a you know a theater full of a bunch of people yeah but but yeah i haven't seen um any 
any news that it's on streaming or not. And I know it was supposed to come out like right when everyone was getting shelter in place orders. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but I am excited to see it whenever it does come out. Yeah. And again, I think it'd probably do a lot better streaming than in actual theaters. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> in this movie, um, the dialogue is very limited. So I guess spoilers. Um, so the thing is like they have these creatures from basically outer space that attack sound um they Mm -hmm. you know hear certain sounds and they end up attacking so what people have realized is they have to be really quiet to a point where like they are pouring sand on paths that they normally take just so they can muffle their footsteps yeah, they're not going to break a twig and have mm-hmm. something come running for it. Yeah. Yeah. Or where, you know, they are basically doing sign language and stuff like that. And it ends up where the, I guess, the older daughter of this family. So it's a family, and this is why I'm wearing uh, farm clothes. It, it, I'm not sure if it specifically states that they're like farmers at the very beginning. But um, they have a farm. Yeah. And, you know, they've been... They've kind based... of retreated to it as kind yeah. of a home base. And they've kind of, like, set it up where they're able to, you know, get food from their farm. They have, like, lights. They even create a room that is, I guess, like, soundproof. Because the wife is pregnant now i'm not sure did they say she was pregnant like before or after the the whole invasion um she would have gotten pregnant after the invasion which to me just seems like poor planning okay you know like i mean i i you're you're in a world where things that can hear sand will come attack you and sound. you want to go through labor? <laughs> yeah. Uh. I mean, and the thing is maybe like, you know, they scavenge for like supplies and stuff and maybe they just love each other so much that they were like, well, we'll, we'll have sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I guess that's one way of, of maintaining humanity, I, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that just seems like bad planning to me, but um but I do really enjoy like at the beginning of this movie, um they do like show off the um I guess the creature. I know a lot of movies in turn like kind of have that reveal as sort of like a hidden or a, a final thing where you finally yeah, see they're... like the creature and everything along those lines. Yeah, they're kind of coy about it in a lot of times. Yeah, but um, (laughs) at the very, like, beginning of the movie, you end up seeing a incident where, um, I guess, one of the children of the family gets basically taken by one of these creatures. Right. Which, to me, was kind of shocking as a viewer because, like, they never do that in movies. Yeah, so I definitely, um, like, appreciated that uh, take. Yeah, I really was sitting there, like, after that, I was just like, wow, they just, they normally don't show kids die like that. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, 
that's uh pretty pretty gutsy to do mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, because i mean you know the the at the end of the the day the the movie is kind of an allegory for parenthood um and you know john krasinski is you know the, the patriarch of this family and he's he's worried about preparing his children for a world after they're gone and so the entire movie kind of exists within that framework mm-hmm. um i don't know i i really liked this movie because it had an underlying message like uh, you know the the cloverfield movies are are okay but there's no like underlying message or meaning to them yeah it's just kind of silly just for silly sake yeah like of the three that have been out two of them are garbage and cloverfield lane is the only one that's worth watching which Um, one is that one that's the one where um, is that john goodman yeah that's the one with john goodman in it okay yeah i think he did a great job acting yeah, that's um, the only one worth watching. And whereas, like, since the and I only bring that up because this was pitched as a Cloverfield movie originally, and it's like, no, this is this is deeper. This is different. Like Cloverfield movies are just you know bullshit mystery box movies. Yeah, uh, this is actually good. <laughs> yeah, and again, I think they what makes it good is at the very beginning they uh, ramp up the stakes. Like you know you're not 100% sure exactly what's going to happen just because like we said at the very beginning they end up killing one of the kids and you're mm-hmm. like well no one's really like super safe or anything along those lines exactly um the tension the music is another thing that's just fantastic in this uh movie um they score really well um I think they did a great job with it. Uh, just sort of like getting that kind of um, ambiance, mm-hmm. that like scary sort of ambiance. And um, because, you know, a lot of the sounds and the music have to be on par when you don't have that much dialogue in your movie. Exactly. Yeah. So I think a lot of like, you know, the sounds are great. The sounds that the monster make are great. Um, yeah, that weird I, chittering sound that... Yeah. <laughs> Which is really, like, creepy and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I just... When they're allowed to talk, because there's a, I guess, a portion in the movie where they end up going to, like, a waterfall where they're basically allowed to like talk and discuss because they have this like waterfall going on in the back which you know gives them the opportunity to sort of like talk and everything like that yeah and i thought that was like really well done really sort of like breaks that kind of silence and allows you know these characters to actually discuss and like have a little bit of conversation and everything like that. And even like the everyday sort of mundane life, like at the very beginning after everything happens, like I think they're playing a board game. Maybe I think they're playing Monopoly if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing Monopoly. Yeah. Where, 
it's like this tense sort of feel because even something like I said so mundane ends up being <clears throat> this ongoing sort of thing right yeah and they're like using middens to like cover up the sound and everything like that and I think they're using like like knitted coasters and everything along those lines so it's I think it's um it's a really interesting concept and a lot of people from what I've talked with uh really enjoy this movie yeah yeah I mean it did well enough definitely for them to justify having a sequel now how off the rails the sequel goes remains to be seen um I I, I think if they keep the same um uh feeling of tension i guess in the atmosphere that mm -hmm. they've had because like every every move every moment in this movie is very tense to watch because they have to be silent um or as close to silent as possible right yeah um <clears throat> you know the the scenes with them like doing something like playing like you said playing monopoly with with crocheted you know dice and mittens and things like that like just to feel normal is you know juxtaposed against the reality of having these monsters coming out of the woods if they were yeah. to ice clatter um you know it's it, they 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 i hope they keep the same people who did the sound design because like you said the sound design in this is just it has to be top notch yeah um yeah just i, I do hope that they uh they keep those same people and everything like that. And, you know, I think that, like, even with them not being able to talk, character development is really um, strong in here, too. Again, the whole um, movie is based around this one family, this uh, mm -hmm. mother and father, and the mother is pregnant, and then uh, these two kids, uh, their older daughter who, you know, is trying to prove to, I think, her father and her mother that she's, you know, dependent and she can um, do and survive through this apocalypse, basically. And then yeah. she has her younger brother who is a little bit more timid. Um, I believe the father is, like, trying to, like, teach him how to survive because the dad's gone into this like survival mode. Like I need to sort of teach my children how to get through this, I guess not, I keep on calling it apocalypse, but I guess through this invasion. Yeah. Because it's these creatures that are um, invading the earth and throughout the, um, I guess, the movie they don't really even touch mainly on that you don't really get much of a side story on like they really what don't these creatures are um i think the only thing you really get is like some newspaper clippings that like say invasion from another world and things along those lines which i have to be honest i really liked that like i am one, one of the things that that i was uh, I, I would have talked about uh, like with the road especially if you've seen the road the movie they they do a similar thing where it's like it doesn't matter where they came from or what they are or what happened like 
the purpose of the story is this is the reality that we're in now and Mm -hmm. and this is how you deal with it this is how you deal with it like if you just spend your time thinking about how things were or caring about why it happened then you're not thinking about where your next meal is going to come from mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing yeah and um again i haven't seen the road or read the road but like it's also yeah. teaching your uh, offspring like how to survive because yeah. you know if there's no end in sight then you have to like you know teach the next generation what to do basically like how to sort of weather the storm and um it you know, the, the father definitely had that kind of like that interaction with his kids. And it was interesting because like, again, the oldest daughter's trying to like show her dad that she can do what he needs. Like, I think they end up like going out for a scavenger run and she's kind of like trying to plead. And again, pleading through like, non-verbally but like yeah. acting and again these kids were fantastic actors um pleading with her father to take her but he ends up taking her younger brother and it's not on the basis of he's you know he's better more suited for the situation it's more on the basis of he needs to learn he needs to you know yeah it's not because this is man's work quote unquote it's because he needs to learn too like you already know (laughs) yeah you are capable yeah and um you know it's it's really just interesting and it's interesting to sort of see their um setup at the uh farm and everything where they have like this light system i guess it's like fairy lights or like holiday lights or something along those lines that like light up the entire um a farm and then like when there's an emergency you can like flip the lights to red which kind of like you know you can't like sound an alarm or anything along those lines so it's like a visual way to i guess communicate i need help yeah i'm in trouble yeah there are things attacking or something along those lines so you know it's these small little details that um that are just really I think make the movie and it's just that like I guess tension where I believe in the movie there's like a glass that breaks and stuff like that and like everybody kind of pauses to listen to see if something's coming and attacking them and things along those lines and then it's also the powerful moments within the movie when they're actually able to talk or when they like in the movie there's this I guess, crazy homeless person that they meet along the roads who Mm -hmm. just kind of like goes crazy and starts yelling. And it's this very powerful moment that, you know, um, is a really interesting scene. And then another fantastic moment for me is kind of like, again, this is spoilers and everything like that. But at the end of the movie where you know, the father kind of gives up his life for his kids and everything like that. And he signs the, like, I love you, you know, through sign language and everything like that. It was just, like, a very powerful moment, especially since they really 
there's a lot of like character building within this movie. Like yeah. you really get to know this family. And it's funny the the scene there is also kind of like the end of a uh, spoiler alert. Um Oh, well, we've yeah. People know that <laughs> spoilers. Well, I I was going to spoil another movie, but oh. it's it's kind of like the end of uh T2. You know with the the thumbs up. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um but uh but yeah, no, the, the this movie has a lot of rich character building that it does um it, which is surprising because i, I want to say this movie's only like an hour and a half like yeah it's it, not it's long. not long at all yeah, yeah. Um, um which is which is nice i mean um because it really doesn't like slow down at any parts because i wouldn't really consider this movie a horror movie um as long term or as listeners probably know i'm not the biggest fan of uh horror movies yeah um but i wouldn't really consider this a horror movie um i would more consider this like a suspenseful movie yeah as as someone who does like horror movies this is not a horror movie (laughs) um this is you know this is kind of like a sci-fi suspense movie more than Mm -hmm. anything um, and it's really only sci-fi because of, you know, there being these weird alien monsters that have shown up. Yeah. Uh, but you only ever see them like three times because the people are doing what they're supposed to be doing there. It's not like an actiony, like we're going on a bug hunt guys type type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's much more focused on people and surviving in this weird world and, you know and it's, the relationship it's of the family yeah yeah and i mean it, you know it's it's perfect uh quarantine subject matter as well yeah um yeah. i keep bringing it up because i like and and i don't know if you've hit this point yet and this is a, a tangent because we go on tangents on this show that's fine <laughs> for first time listeners mm-hmm. but um i don't know about you but whenever i I've, I've been like watching a show or watching like I, I recently was watching parks and rec and there's scenes where, where people, they, there's lots of people in one room and like for the first like second or so in my head, when it cuts to a new scene, I'm like, there's way too many people in that room. They need to be said, Oh wait, no, this movie there, this, this movie or show or whatever came out 10 years ago, yeah. pre pandemic. Like I'm, I'm seeing weird things in the media that I'm consuming and, and, and like jumping at, those people are way too close together <laughs> because of the reality that I'm trapped in. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't think I've gone that far into it, but yeah. it's definitely um, has affected my like everyday sort of, I guess, mood and everything along those lines. It yeah. is, you know, definitely something that, um, you know, you have to like check in with yourself every so often just to make sure you know this isn't going to be something that lasts forever or anything along those lines but uh, right but yeah you know it is a um and on another side note it's like you know you don't have to it doesn't have to be all consuming um i feel like that's kind of led a little bit to not a little bit to like the whole crazy not crazy and everything but like just feeling down a little bit is just because it's like all consuming this is only what you hear and everything like that and it just kind of 
kind of wears at you a little bit. So, yeah. so definitely, you know, check in with yourself, make sure that you're a-okay and whatnot. And, um, yeah, you don't have to compare everything to, um, I, and I know you don't compare everything to the, uh, coronavirus or anything along those lines, right, but, right. um, yeah, you definitely want to just like make sure you're having a good time and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Do things that make you happy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I highly recommend to, to get back on topic. I, I do highly recommend the, um, the, this movie, a quiet place. Mm hmm. Um, whether you're in a contagion zone or not, um, it's, it's still very enjoyable. And, you know, I can't imagine seeing this in theaters. Like it's the perfect home viewing experience. Yeah. So that was kind of my experience. So I've, I've watched this movie twice. One was in theaters and it was when it first came out and it was really hard to watch because if, like people are talking or if people are just loud around you it really takes away from the movie itself because again a lot of things are quiet a lot of things are silent um and it just it really i guess affects the ambiance of the the whole movie and everything along those lines um yeah. so you know there's always someone who's like eating a giant tub of popcorn in front of you and gets a kernel stuck in his mouth and he coughs and <laughs> or, or something i mean it's it, just like even things even not people talking on the phone or talking which yeah. that happens as well but you know like it's still i can imagine having some guy coughing into their popcorn and stuff like that is like just so distracting in it yeah when you're and, watching this and it breaks you from that um that spell that the uh the um show or the movie has you in so um i definitely recommend like watching it at home just because Mm -hmm. you can sort of like have your own setup and everything along those lines and and yeah i think um i definitely think that this is a good sort of stay at home kind of watch movie yeah um mainly for again some of the reasons that we've stated and everything but also for like just because you can have your own setup and everything along those lines yeah Yeah. and uh you know that uh the new movie is supposed to be coming out soon so we'll we'll see uh we'll see how that turns out hopefully it hopefully it retains the uh the magic um because the the only thing that i can really you know compare this to in terms of minimal amount of upfront budget and then maximum results in the box office uh would be like you know paranormal activity or like slasher movies from the 80s and and those kind of take a nosedive after the first one yeah (laughs) so hopefully this you know they put enough care into crafting the second one that that it has the same a similar type of of uh appeal i guess and i think that a lot of the same people who are on the first project are on this project as well yeah because i i I know that emily blunt's coming back because she's like on the poster and everything Um, Mm -hmm. but in terms of like i i feel like this movie like the acting does have to be good but but i feel like the technical aspect has to be way way more um focused on 
than than that because like if you're acting in a movie you're obviously at a certain level but your technical side has to be you know top notch to, to yeah. get by mm-hmm. with something like this agreed okay well um was was that it for for the actual movie before we move into me me me's or? um yeah i think that's everything that i wanted to talk about was there okay. anything else that you wanted? No, that was that that was it for me. Other than you know, two two uh, thumbs up and yeah, I recommend it. I definitely recommend it. Um, I think again, you can get it off of Hulu streaming, uh, Amazon Prime, Amazon and Prime. Netflix, and yeah. Netflix. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so it is very uh, readily available, and yeah. um, again, it's not too much of a time commitment. No, no, yeah, it's it's like I said, it's like an hour and a half ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. so enjoy. Uh, but that brings us to me, me, me's the things we've been doing and um, consuming, watching, playing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to go first, or did you want me to? Well, you can knock it out. Okay, so I have. Um, let's see, I have comics video game movie things i've been watching uh i'll start off with uh the comics that i've been going through um because and these are things that have just been sitting on my shelf and have not picked up some of them i've read before some of them not um but i read the claremont and miller um wolverine comic it's kind of like the origin of of wolverine where he comes from as a character yeah Um, like when he's back in world war uh well so this one focuses it so it's funny this is what they used when they were shooting um the wolverine which is the second in the the wolverine trilogy Mm -hmm. um it's you know where he goes to to japan and he falls in love with this woman and oh no the silver samurai is coming to kill him it's um it's kind of hokey, but hokey in a way that I like from, you know, like early to mid eighties comics where it's like, there's four colors and the background panel is like the wall and the floor, but that's really the only thing that they've, they've taken the time to illustrate in certain panels. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it, it's got that big flashy look to it. Um, although Wolverine's, costume in this is the the brown and yellow one so it's not very flashy which is kind of funny. yeah i'm trying to picture that one um yeah it's i i highly recommend it if you like the character um it's it's uh you know foundational obviously for the character because this explores his origins but it's it explores them in a way that it doesn't go into the whole weapon x stuff because that's more late 80s i think before mm-hmm. they really had a handle on what the character was about. wanted to be oh, yeah 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 um and then let's see i also read through claremont and john burns days of future past um, oh it's really good as well mm-hmm. uh, highly recommend it there's a reason it's it's had a uh both tv show and movie adaptation based around it yeah um chris claremont if you can't tell was really responsible for how popular the x-men became in the 80s and early 90s 
um, he kind of really, really pushed forward with with uh, unique storylines like the mm-hmm. this this last one with the the X-Men, at least that I want to talk about, which everyone should go read Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. But um, Claremont and Anderson worked on God Loves Man Kills. Um, it is hands down probably one of the most important x-men storylines oh okay um for a variety of reasons um there's like so this storyline i think was adapted into x2 um but for the purposes of of this show there are entire podcasts that that go through this one volume but oh wow um yeah so this one generally is about a uh televangelist named uh striker who wants to get rid of mutants right and it's it's where they first start throwing around the the term muty kind of as a slur yeah Um, it kind of i remember there was a character like that in the animated x-men series yeah usually what they do is they'll they'll change it to general striker because they they don't want to touch on the religious aspect of it yeah um makes sense because like the the whole commentary that claremont was going for with this was that you know this guy is a hypocrite like the it's in the the title god loves man kills Mm -hmm. um you know like he his whole purpose is to try and quote unquote debate professor x on the rights of mutants kidnap him drug him and then amplify his powers to a point that he kills all of the mutants like that's his plan in this hmm. so like he's not a godly person he's, yeah. he's not a so usually bec- because of that whenever you see it adapted they change it to like general striker or admiral striker or whatever so that you know it's coming from a military guy that he's yeah. trying to kill all the mutants and not some random televangelist because you know that's, that that's that was weird. a thing that was yeah. well i mean it was a thing that was that was like seeing a, a surge in the 80s Oh, the, and, uh... and, and early 90s are our televangelists and, and like like the bakers and the grands and stuff like that so it was more a commentary on the type of lifestyle i think that that those people lead and how they are uh, hypocrites in mm-hmm. a lot of ways um but uh yeah i highly recommend that everyone read god loves man kills it's not very long either there i will say because it's a an older comic um there are large sections of panel that's just like wordy blocks of paragraphs. Yeah. So <laughs> there it's, it's a lot more text heavy than, than a more modern comic would be. Um, but it's also not very long. Like I, I would, if I had to guess, I would say that it's maybe 60 to 75 pages. Oh, that's um, not bad. Yeah, it's it's not like a gigantic graphic novel, but it is a very important, you know, graphic novel that that Marvel put out right when they started doing graphic novels instead of like collections or trades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then to jump ship to DC, I uh I read through the DCU Rebirth Suicide Squad line um because they had the 8th collection come out and I I recently picked it up. Um I really like that line. Uh, mm-hmm. I also really like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I thought they're like I've read. I guess it wasn't the original '80s one. There, I guess it was the '90s one. 
Um, they, um, <clears throat> how did they? Didn't they come out with three? There, so well, so there's four. There's the original four. one that that Ostrander did. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, there's five. So there's one from the '60s um, that this one actually references and pulls in uh, at some point. Hmm. There's one that Ostrander did when he rebooted it in the '80s. There's um, the one in the '90s, I think, when Deadshot is is the yeah, that's the one that I read. Hero, and then there's there's New well, Fifty Two and then Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, hero, quote, quote unquote. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I um, I really like the Suicide Squad. I think that they, <clears throat> sorry, gotta clear my throat. <laughs> Been talking for a while. The uh, and also the pollen doesn't help. Yeah, the um, pollen count's been crazy. Yeah, the um, the the DCU Rebirth uh line though, I think is the best one because it it. It doesn't like objectify a lot of its characters. It's not like it's goofy and ridiculous in the right ways rather than the wrong. like const- constantly posing the female uh, characters in like goofy outfits, weird outfits and, and yeah. <laughs> always being a damsel in distress and like all that stuff. Like the, the rebirth one is, is the line that you'd want to go through. There's, like I said, only eight collections out right now. Um, so it's it's fairly easy to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Oh, nice. Um, um, how, so did you say how long it was? Was it, is it a fairly long read or? Wh- uh, which one, the Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, yeah, so they're not... Like they're a little bit longer. I want to say that they're like 120 pages or so, but mm-hmm. they're not as text heavy as some of the older Marvel comics that I was reading. Mm-hmm. So there's actually less reading to do because more of the panels are taken up with action. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're they're longer in page count, but they're they're not nearly as dense. Oh, okay. Yeah. How long did it take you to finish one of the or well, the finish the series and everything? Um, well, to get current, because they're, they're still, it's ongoing, so to get current oh. uh, with with volume eight, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe a couple days, because I'm not working right now, so I can just sit and, <laughs> yeah. and read and actually get through these. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, for the Suicide Squad, maybe an hour or so per volume okay um maybe about that maybe a little bit longer for god loves man kills um Mm -hmm. days of future past is i've read it before so a lot of days of future past and wolverine i gotta be honest i would skip when it started getting dense and word heavy because it's like i've read this before oh yeah (laughs) i know the story and everything yeah Yeah, i don't need to see every little nuance of what wolverine is saying to michiko right now (laughs) yeah uh but yeah so so those were my my comic picks um let me throw it over to you for for one of the things you did um so like like you said um i've actually been working so i haven't been able to consume as much media yeah um but with everything going on i have been doing a lot more cooking so i've been sort of exploring the i guess 
culinary lifestyle and everything like that. Oh, cool. um, yeah. So, you know, um, I've been able to grab uh, quite a few um, ingredients, luckily. Um, and with those ingredients, I've been uh, doing a little bit more like cooking and stuff like that. I've been making a lot more, um, I guess, Mexican dishes and stuff like that. Um, just sort are of you like... following recipes or are you just yes. kind of... Yeah, okay. so I've been doing a little bit of both. I've been doing um, online-like recipes and stuff like that. And then okay. there's times when I just kind of go on on my own and sort of like put a bunch of stuff in a bowl and see how that tastes. Um, that was <laughs> one of my experiences where I got these, I guess, these burgers that are like 20% uh, turkey and then 80% mushroom. So they use oh. a lot less. Yeah. So... They're not veggie burgers, but they're, they use considerably less uh, meat. So they're, you know, very uh, meat conscious sort of burgers. And it was all yeah. organic um, ingredients. I looked on the back and usually you'll see like a bunch of words that you can't pronounce and everything like that. But <laughs> with this one, it was just like mushrooms, turkey, and I guess like uh tofu so okay yeah kind of so like to was, bind it together i guess yeah to you know have that uh bind and um when i first ate it it wasn't that great so that kind of inspired me to like put a bunch or basically to cook it cut it up cook it and then put it in a bowl with a bunch of other ingredients and sort of like make my own like concoction yeah. and um yeah it's it's been it's been really nice um i will say you know i with working and everything like that normally i would go out and like eat out a lot you know like go and get like either pre-made food or something along those lines um and just kind of unfortunately eat out a lot but um with everything that's kind of happening, that option is very limited. And right. um, I've been, yeah, I've been just kind of like not learning how to cook because I I know how to cook, but like kind of um, exploring culinary, um, uh, I guess, mixtures and stuff like that. Uh, olive oil. Olive oil is definitely uh, a big component in a lot of my my uh baking and cooking well i'll say since since i used to be the uh the cook for for a while for for uh, me and my wife um mm -hmm. garlic powder onion powder and chili powder are yeah. amazing on pretty much anything yeah i um nothing I mean, nothing that you would bake obviously yeah, yeah but i haven't you really cook i haven't um, baked anything i tried okay. my hand at banana bread which was pretty good it okay. wasn't it didn't come out too terrible but um it was it was decent uh but yeah it was um it's mainly just been like cooking like gotcha know, not baking or anything like that yeah but um garlic powder garlic powder i use a lot and then i have this um 
I guess it's called like everything bagel seeds. So it's got like a bunch of garlic. It's got oh um, okay, gotcha. It's got sesame seeds, poppy seeds, things along those lines, and it's real good. I I really enjoy it. Okay, cool, so. cool. Well, yeah, I um I've always wanted to pick up one of those like nerdy cookbooks. Like I've had my eye on the Elder Scrolls cookbook whenever i go to dragon con and i see it mm-hmm. um they have a fallout cookbook guide um, oh nice yeah so i mean i've really just been like pulling you know yeah um, from the internet from the internet yeah just like looking at things and being like oh i have the majority of that ingredients so i could substitute this for something else and then uh try it out yeah because like i baked a pizza i had like pizza dough i had some mozzarella um, I had some tomato sauce and then, you know, for like toppings, it's do whatever you, you know, you got lying around and everything like that. So, yeah, I put like spinach on it, avocado. That was called some, a like, leftover casserole. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been nice sort of exploring the, uh, culinary world. Oh man, I had a terrible mix-up one time when I was cooking. I um, I was making chili, mm-hmm. and oh, I think I had some of that. It was horrible. Uh, it was well, really, really hot. Yeah, yeah. So what happened for the for the listeners is I meant to put in taco seasoning, um, but it in a similarly labeled bag um was chili powder and chili powder is exponentially hotter so i just tossed the entire bag in because i was like well there's only a little bit left anyway um it was extremely hot Mm. um i forced myself to eat two bowls um (laughs) just as penance uh so yeah don't don't mistake uh chili powder for taco seasoning next time anyone makes chili uh you'll you'll have a bad day real bad day yeah (laughs) um and then even worse tomorrow, the day after you eat it. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I'll uh, kick it back over to you. Okay. Um, so I finished Assassin's Creed 3 remastered on my mm. uh, PS4. Yeah. Um, so I like the Assassin's Creed series. Yeah. But... I, I... Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, but I don't like this game very much. Like, oh. <laughs> it, like I got maybe 90% of the way through it, and because it's a remastered game, um, mm-hmm. it made it difficult in ways that it's almost unplayable because they've they've reskinned everything pretty much, like, to, to up-res the, the graphics, I guess. But they haven't changed the, or they have changed the, the hit boxes for things. Hmm. So there's the, the, the like level that our, our mission that I got stuck on was chasing a guy through the woods on horseback. Well, you can't move enough or quick enough on foot to catch up. So you have to steal a horse, but the horse is very clunky because they didn't upgrade any of the controls and they did not change the horse's hitbox. So there are literally paths in the forest that you can't get through. Hmm. Very, very frustrating. Yeah. Um, that you know, seems it's... like something QA should have taken care of. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe they didn't QA it because it's just a remaster, is what I'm thinking. Because, yeah, like, it's it's things like that that, one, got annoying, and I was just like, I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. It's got the usual open-world problems of, you know, you want to collect everything on the map, basically, so you're way too powerful by the time you actually get to the story, or at least for me, that's the case. Oh, yeah, it's the, um, the problem of side quests. Uh, well, yeah, and then they, they also, when they updated it, what I would have done, had, had I been doing this, was make the map map a uh, like a world map, almost, where you can travel around in it. They didn't do that with this. Like, you can still fast travel, but it's only a map for, like, the unmapped wilderness. And you have to go to a section on the map that will open up the next map for, like, New York. Mm-hmm. You see, so like there's constantly going to load times rather than just going onto a world map and like, hey, I've already been to Boston. Let me click on Boston and boom, I'm there. Yeah. Um, It's just it's frustrating and a waste of time. Yeah, um, you think that they would have solved these sort of things and the quality of life kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also the story is so linear for an open world game like you can't you cannot move forward like you, you would not be able to go to like uh boston before you actually get there for your story mission even Mm. though on the map it's an area that you can see where it goes to like you just can't go past there until you've unlocked that mission um so i mean it's interesting to see a game that was foundational for future entries i just i feel like the fourth assassin's creed where you're a pirate is the best one and that's the only one that or that's the one you should start off with because I'm also playing through the uh, um, Ezio Chronicles, mm-hmm. which like it's Assassin's Creed Two, uh, Brotherhood and Revelation or Bloodline and Revelation, I think. Hmm. Um, and they're they're kind of rough, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah, I I always thought like I guess the one where you're a pirate black. Black Flag? Is it? Yeah, Black Flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most memorable and well received one. Oh, but so again, good. I haven't played any of the Assassin's Creed's game, so Yeah, the um the the um pirate one is really the one that I would recommend someone starting out on because it's it's got an interesting world map. You have the freedom once you get to the a certain point in the game of yeah, now you just have a pirate ship and you have a merry old band of pirates. Uh, what do you want to go do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's super fun. Um, you can pick up, like, one of the collectibles in the game are sea shanties. And so if you have them, you know, when you're rowing over large distances on over the ocean, your mm-hmm. pirates will just start singing these old sea shanties and stuff. Ah, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's one of the few games that has a world map where you can like fast travel that I don't because it's actually more enjoyable to actually make the trip than to fast travel. Yeah, to like hear everybody do their old sea chanty and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend the fourth one. Uh, don't bother with the third one. Um, I mean, it's interesting that they got... Uh, because I mean, the character you're playing as is half uh native american and or a a half half indigenous person um and so 
in a lot of the dialogue where he's speaking with his other tribes members there they actually have actors speaking in those original native tongues which oh nice is good and i mean i'm glad they didn't just have them speaking in english to each other (laughs) and going this is actually in you know this language but but uh you know it's a good effort and it's good to kind of play through these older games where you can see where future entries kind of expanded upon Mm -hmm. but if you're doing it, I wouldn't recommend the remaster just because of the funkiness with hitboxes and uh, difficulty in navigating the world that could have been fixed, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, I would just play the original on, on PS3 if you're interested in playing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So let me kick it back over to you. Um. So just recently, um, I've been playing some Magic Arena. Um, it's Magic's, I guess, younger cousin of Magic Online. It's a little bit more user-friendly and everything. And um, it's a lot... Like, you don't need a hardcore PC to run it or anything along those lines. It's fairly straightforward and quite simple. Uh, they don't have all the... I guess, cards from all of Magic's uh, history. So you don't have to end up like collecting a gajillion cards, which is nice. Um, So it's a lot simpler and it's a lot cheaper uh, with Magic Online, which is the other way that you can play Magic via the internet. Um, They sell packs of cards pretty much compare uh, price compared to physical cards so to buy uh, like physical cards you it's four dollars to buy digital cards in magic online it's four dollars but on arena uh, it's a lot yeah, yeah. it's it, it has a high cost of entry though on arena it, the um cost of entry is much lower because you can do like daily quests and get gold and you know they do have like premium currency which are gems and then like regular currency which is gold but you can still get a lot of stuff off of that gold so you could theoretically you know do a free-to-play kind of run on magic arena if you wanted to which is pretty okay. cool so but, it's kind of like hearthstone then or yeah it's, it's their answer to hearthstone basically but recently they just put out a uh a cube which is magic's like most powerful and iconic cards and you get to uh you get a a sealed pool which is just a bunch of i think like 60 maybe 45 random cards Hmm. of like magic's most powerful cards and then you're able to play with these cards against other people, but they are not added to your like collection or anything like that. You don't get to keep the cards, but you still get to like play with the cards and everything like that, okay. which I think is pretty cool. It um, allows you to play with like more powerful cards and everything, and right. you don't have to like buy the cards um again it's off of arena and you can join this event for only like 
3000 gold, which may sound like a lot, but you're usually getting like a thousand gold a day. Okay. So it's like a good, simple, cheap way to play with some like really powerful magic cards and play against some people and, you know, kind of enjoy the history of magic because these cards aren't added to the collection pool or anything like that. They're not added right. to standard or anything along those lines. It's really just actual cards that were printed throughout magic history that can only be used in this one event. And you randomly get, you know, so many cards. So, so it's oh, been, okay. it's been pretty fun. Um, I've, I've been playing it for a couple of days. Um, it just dropped on Saturday, so I played it last Saturday and this Sunday a little bit in the morning, and it's been it's been fun. Um, again, you can kind of win back your entry fee, so you can win up to six games. Um, so you the thing ends either if you win six games or you lose three games. If you win hmm. six games, you get um, a bunch of cards, your entry fee back, plus some gems, which are like the... Um, the premium guess, currency. Yeah, the premium currency. To get back your 3,000 gold, all you have to do is win four games out of, before you lose three. So, Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's still geared towards the house because it's... What, well, yeah, uh, but I mean, every, every tournament's geared towards the house. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, you can actually, and even if you, you know, like only win two games before you lose three games, you still get like some gold back. So you're not going to always spend or lose that um, 3000 gold. So it's, it's been fun. It's, um, it's definitely something like if you're, I'm not, I don't want to say like, I'm a great magic player, but I feel like I'm probably a decent magic player. Um, if you're decent at it, you can probably make back your your entry fee and just have some fun. So I've been playing that. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I um I want to pick it up, but they don't have a um a uh, Mac version, and yeah, I only this use is... Apple. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've um unfortunately they haven't been really keeping up with Hearthstone because like they don't have a phone version as well like you can play hearthstone on your phone but you can't play magic on your uh phone but magic's Which a little bit more because involved. i mean yeah i mean you would just think that the um it would be standard for a company like hasbro or watsy to put out if they're putting out a game that they would have a pc and and uh you know apple um thing if not a mobile thing you know hmm. yeah I would just think with the resources they have that it would be easy for them to do that. But maybe, you know, I, I, I mean, guess Blizzard has that lot. Yes. So they're nowhere yeah. in compare to Blizzard. Because don't forget, they're a subsidiary of Hasbro. So, you yeah. know, they have to kind of follow regulations of what Hasbro wants them to do. And exactly. Everything. Yeah. So maybe, you know, they thought that it wasn't worth the time to create a mac version that yeah know. or or a phone version or yeah mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure they've done market research and it honestly it's probably easier to find find cheaper programmers willing to program for pc as well mm -hmm. rather than than mac or phone um you know what it's actually on mac ios 
of February 2020. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep, Epic oh. Game Store. Oh, through the Epic Game Store. See, I'm not mm-hmm. going to go to the Epic Game Store. <laughs> See, yeah. now I'm just now I'm just complaining like an old man. Yeah, there you go. Hey, but you know, <laughs> it's it's on Mac. Yeah, I went. I really thought that they wouldn't limit their um uh their user base by just doing it on Windows. So I took a look. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me. I'm, I have my computer up, obviously, right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, play free. Okay. Well, shit. I know what I'm going to be doing later on. Yeah, um, so you can definitely <laughs> download the game and play a little bit. Um, I'm sure there's probably a promotion or a code out there that you could probably find for like a new user. Yeah, probably. Yep. Okay. Um, was that it for uh, for Magic for you? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Other than just like. You know, unfortunately, I'm still working and everything like that, so I haven't been able to have too much free time just because, you know, work's kind of consuming a lot of of that time. Right. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I guess then I I had two other things. Um, Mm -hmm. I have, uh, we we watched uh, Keanu, which I don't know if you saw that or not. I, uh, I have not. It's Key and Peele's um, movie where they take in this stray cat. Yeah, Jordan Peele takes in this stray cat that was um, in the middle of a firefight between Mm -hmm. these drug dealers. Um, And then the drug dealers capture him back. And it's it's a good absurdist comedy. Like, they they really don't make comedies like this anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Do they play on, um, I guess, Kiana's... Or Keanu Reeves' character, um, what was that movie where... Yeah, it's it's kind of a send-up of John Wick. John Wick, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, it's kind of a send-up of that, and the trailers make it look to be much closer to that than it actually is. Mm. Um, really, it's kind of like... Um, uh, it's, it's probably more like Adventures in Babysitting, because... Mm-hmm. This, uh, the, you know, the Jordan Peele's character takes in this, this, uh, stray cat and he falls in love with it. Right. And then the cat gets stolen from him. And so he goes on these wild, crazy adventures with his friend, like to great lengths, like to become, you know, basically a crime figure or act like a crime figure in front of these drug dealers and, you know, weapons traffickers to, yeah. uh, to like get his cat back. Um, so it's, it's, it's more like adventures in babysitting than John wick, <laughs> hmm. but it's, it's very funny. Uh, I highly recommend it to anyone who has not seen it. Um, cause I mean, that wasn't spoilers that was like, you see that in the trailer. Yeah. Um, but the trailer is also cut to make it look more like John wick than it is. Um, but yeah, no, I highly recommend that one. Um, and then the other thing that we did is a lot of local theaters and DJs and stuff have been putting on um, like digital raves or, or dance nights and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, like on Twitch or streaming stuff. Exactly. So yeah. like one of the things we did is we watched uh, Dad's Garage, which is a 
my understanding is I, I've never actually been there, but it's a local improv theater. Oh, you've um, never been to Dad's Garage? I've never physically been to Dad's Garage. No. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, um but they, they do uh, like they were, a lot of improv. Yeah, yeah they they were putting on um, and I guess it was a rerun from right before Dragon Con happened, either last year or the year before. But it was uh, improvised D and D. Hmm. so yeah, they were cool. they were running that on their twitch and it's very funny i kind of really really want to go to the, one of their shows now but um they had it set up so that you could like donate to them so that they they're able to like basically make rent on their space yeah um so you know we we donated there um went to a, a well, that's really nice yeah dance, um digitally through twitch as well so yeah like there are other options for keeping yourself entertained uh during the quarantine that also help out people because mm -hmm. like i said you can give them donations so that they can make rent or you know not have to lay off anyone <laughs> yeah and that's really um it's really interesting to see what people have been like starting to stream and stuff like that yeah like i didn't know that dad's garage was actually streaming that stuff so when you said that they put on like an improv D and D, were they actually like playing D and D, or was it like a actual theater production? Uh, it was more like a theater production. Like they, the DM kept asking them, "How many hit points do you have?" So I'm I'm assuming somewhere in the audience there was a person keeping track, but the actors themselves were like in costume. Okay, so they weren't like um, sitting around a table. No, 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 no. Okay. No, they they were like on stage acting out scenarios and things. Oh, okay okay yeah but yeah that was really fun um nice so yeah i i recommend all of that other than assassin's creed 3 <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean definitely like take a look around at your like local theater or your you know i guess local music scene and stuff and yeah people have been just like streaming stuff it's it's really cool to sort of see like how people are using um technology to bridge through this like uh crazy time that we're at yeah yeah exactly i mean hell i i would have never found out about zencaster before this so yeah you know a way to to record digitally as well yeah and you know that you need to check out one of dad's garages uh live uh, shows guess, yeah live shows when yeah. that comes back yeah exactly yeah. um but uh but yeah so uh, I guess, unless you had another me, me, me thing. No, nah, that's pretty much yeah. it for me. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks with, uh, I think Shin Godzilla is the next topic. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I believe so. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks with that. Um, and in the meantime, I guess everyone stay safe, uh, yep. stay healthy, yep. and uh, help help each other get through this trying time. Yeah, just remember the golden rule. Just treat everybody like you would like to be treated yourself. Stay golden. All right, see you guys later. Bye. Bye.